five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, so in the spirit of digital uh, impact, uh, a new study shows that uh, influencers do very little to build trust. And uh, it may be time, I think I like the, the first sentence of this article the best. It may be time for brands to get back to basics. Yesterday we talked about uh, how 50% or that was Monday, Monday about how 50 plus percent of your ad spend in digital is going to middlemen and analysts and all this sort of thing. Never mind the back end. And that maybe you just want to start placing ads with publishers. And this one basically says, yeah, the influencers aren't the key. Um, I, I like this. 41% of consumers would be motivated to trust a brand by a successful purchase experience. Okay, that's why your customers are your best customers. Okay, that's why mail is so important because when somebody spent a bunch of money with you, not only are they interested in the categories you sell, but, you know, given that you have your basics down of selling value and delivering on that value, um, they are just positively disposed toward you, whereas everybody else doesn't know who the heck you are. So a successful purchase experience isn't just that. It isn't just the profit you make on that. I know a lot of dot-coms have that perspective, that there's always more customers out there, so we should just make money on every order and um, make it up with volume. But long-term sustainability is based on customer repeat purchase and once someone's worth more than a couple of cents you know once you've made a profit on somebody you really owe it to them to do something more than just pound them with email right so you think of an email as a, a penny or two um how what does that say to me if i'm your customer and you're only just pounding me with email or digital ads on my phone or something like that. It really doesn't sound like you're trying to do much for me. <laughs> you're not even trying hard to break through the clutter. You're not treating me like a customer. You're treating me like another prospect that you're just going after over and over and over. It's, it's this, that's what I see most in digital. I see this concept that rather than cultivating a customer, we're just reprospecting to a previous buyer. We're treating them just like a prospect. Okay, so anyway, 22% would be swayed by good customer service. I think it's higher than that. 22% by time using the product. You know, it's sometimes you don't have much to say about that. I thought this was really something. Only 10% persuaded by recommendations from family or friends. But 6% by influencers. So, you know, and a lot of that you know, I don't know where they get these numbers exactly, but a lot of that is, um, you know, I watch a lot of, I want to watch a lot of YouTube channels. I watch sailing channels and with the lockdown, you know, if you were in Tonga or, or French Polynesia or someplace exotic, you couldn't get out. So you got a lot of time spent in some perfect you know, perfect anchorage with perfect water and perfect weather unless the typhoons came and uh, no one else around. It, it, it was it, the videos from this time period are probably the best that they'll ever be. 
because it's back like a hundred years ago in terms of the in terms of the um, tourists and, and every every place crowded. Uh, you can literally go anywhere you want. You can spearfish and get them, and there's plenty of fish and there's plenty of everything because there's nobody around. And so, uh, and contrary to what you may believe about the oceans just being one big trash dump, there's a lot of beautiful ocean left. Not that I, sh not that we should dump trash in it. I'm not advocating that, but you know, it's hard to watch the beautiful reefs and and fish and diving and all that and and believe some of the some of the stuff you see on the news anyway all that aside i watch a lot of youtube videos but a lot of times you know somebody's doing a sailing video and they're talking about skillshare or they're talking about wix and building websites and you know they're sort of tangentially connected but it's not something that is really connected to what they're doing you know it's not like it's not like we were swept overboard and this life raft saved our, our lives and our kids uh, or something like that. No, I'm not in the market for a life raft anyway. So it's a little tough for influencers to have much influence in the area that they are influencing because, you know, whoever sponsors them is who sponsors them. So, you, you know, there's a, there's a big disconnect a lot of times. Okay, best practices for reaching and marketing to the C-suite by Nick Runyon. And um, this one has a lot of ideas, but it's kind of like most of the articles on direct mail lately. Uh, and that is that they just present a smorgasbord as if they've read a number of articles or have worked with a number of customers and, and clients and say, well, try this, try this, try this, try this. There's very little testing. There's very little uh, case study. It's just a laundry list of things that you might try. Um, and one thing was triggering messages. Triggering messages to the C-suite is really tricky because usually they're not out front all the time. You know, some are, but most aren't. And what are you going to trigger on? You, you know, your stock was down this month, so why don't you buy my uh, copier? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. Personalized touch. Again, you probably don't have browser history on the C-suite. Right. Plus, you know, I've been working or I've been chit chatting with a CEO of a, of a major restaurant chain and he's a real nice guy. And uh, I think he likes it. and it's usually at like midnight or some crazy time or after midnight. So he's catching up on his day. Um, but I send him videos and stuff. I send him links of like my show that are, are inside of LinkedIn. And he's he said he's not allowed to he's not allowed to click on things. His IT team says he can't click on links. <laughs> he can go to LinkedIn, but he can't go anywhere else. <laughs> and, you know, so it's kind of fun. Uh, but it's not like I can, you know, it's not like I can highly personalize stuff. Um, I think I did send him a, an actual personal handwritten letter uh, in my handwritten type font. But uh, he never mentioned it, so I'll have to ask him if he got it. I'll have to look up and see if I sent it to him. Anyway... Direct mail does break through the digital clutter. Yeah, I'm going to definitely have to send him one of these messages. I'll send him a couple. And uh, so anyway, you know, how you personalize in that context is really tough. And uh, then, they, then he talks about events. And he says, I've seen marketers send coloring books, sticker booklets, signs to hold up, scratch off raffle cards, candles, snacks, drinkware, and more. And here's the part that's funny. And your events need to be short, sweet, and to the point. 
Are any of these things to the point? I don't think so. But anyway, for some reason, uh, Nick thinks that direct mail is the best way to go, and I don't disagree. I just think you really want to, you know, you really want to call Nick if you're working with him and say, Nick, how does this apply to me? I mean, which of these, which should I send, a sticker book or a coloring book? What's the difference? Have you ever tested it? I like the idea of sending, like, I don't know how you could do this, you know, like whiskey samples and have a whiskey tasting or something, but... You know, there's too much variety in what people like. So just send them a good bottle of wine or even a three-buck chuck. Uh, let's go on. Okay, how to sell, how to create direct mail copy. Always like Summer's articles. Thank you, Summer, for sharing this with us. I sleep all the way down to the bottom. Where's There's her picture. I love this line. Make sure you are testing your copy separate from offer testing. Okay, and that's a little bit subtle. Okay, what does that mean? Well, what it means is that, like, for example, um, I had, and I could go get the, they're over here just to my right. I could go get the actual cards, but I tested, I was given um, a mailing piece by Deluxe Check who had come up with a product. Um, they'd come up with a product for collecting rent. So uh, you'd, give your, you'd give your renter a coupon booklet. It looks like a check checkbook. Looks like a little checkbook. And every time you pay your rent, you just stick that in there with it. So we know what your apartment number is. There's no confusion. And you are reminded that you sent it or you didn't send it or whatever. They were very, you know, they weren't expensive. They were three bucks a piece or something. Personalized. And, uh, you know, they just used their check printing equipment. So it was a new product. Nobody had ever heard of it. And on on the outside, it was like kind of like a greeting card. On the outside, it said, basically, a new way to correct a new way to collect rent. I added money saving to the headline, a new money saving way to collect rent. I made the 800 number bigger. Uh, I made a, a few minor changes, as low as big, and circled it because the price was kind of hidden. Just minor, you know. Now the question in that is. Is that a graphics test? Because it was, a lot of it was graphic. There was there was no additional information, but the the headline, you know, is oftentimes. I mean, we didn't change the price. We didn't change. We didn't add a, a coupon or discount or anything like that. So I would say the offer was one thing that was not tested, unless you consider that headline an offer test. Um, but anyway, we so I changed about five elements of the layout and the wording and got a 20% lift, which was really good because it took it from unprofitable to better than break even on its prospecting. And that's what we were looking for. And um, so copy can matter quite a bit. I mean, there's other things you might want to test first before copy, you know, like uh, layout is probably even less important than copy. But offer testing is probably more important. You can test format. You can test price, um, which is, comes under offer. So um, here's some ideas for you from summer. And always remember that um, if you join the WDMA, even as a free subscriber, you have access to the show notes. Whoa, this is the best thing. Okay, so <laughs> I wouldn't put this first you know, uh, physical, because too often you can't satisfy those needs right away. 
You know, you see it in like Taco Bell or Snickers. You see this kind of, you know, you're not you're not you when you're hungry. And uh, they, you know, you can go get one pretty fast. But uh, in direct mail, you can't. It's going to be a while before you get anything. So that's not one I'd start with. Um, but these are basic human needs. I don't advocate the Maslow's hierarchy of need. I don't think those are the best places to focus. I think esteem is probably, you know, scarcity. Uh, fear is a big one. You could say security, but I think saying fear, you know, you may lose your pension. Or I did an analysis of the of the headlines for the Billy Graham Association annuity uh, division. And the very and just looked at the cost per lead. Uh, they would put ads in the Billy Graham magazine, and the best one by far was the government will write your will. It's like scare you up, you know. If you don't have a will, the government will write it for you. Just think about that. And 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 their point was, you know, you might have some charities or some other th causes that you believe in. The government won't put those in. <laughs> the government won't even know. You know, it'll just divvy it up by the closest of kin or something and not necessarily in a way that benefits them most. So uh, the offer was call us and we'll talk to you about, about your estate planning. And, and you can put in uh, a gift to us if you want. And it was by far, by far. You know, there was all kinds of things about we'll help you, we'll help you, we'll help you. But the government will write your will was by far the biggest headline. So fear is a good one. Uh, I worked with Cartizim, Mary and Merrill Dow Pharmaceuticals, and I wanted them to test, read this, uh, Cartizim users, read this ad or drop dead, but they wouldn't. And we would go on to say that generics might kill you. I, I take generics all the time. I, mean, I don't ever take anything else if I can help it. But uh, they wouldn't test that one. So sometimes you can be too fearful. <laughs> anyway, lots of good stories on copywriting. Uh, I've had a lot of fun with copy. And I'm John Miglosh. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye. Hi from Nigeria. That's cool. Thanks for chiming in.